Hey, welcome to the Mentally Ill Filmmaker Podcast. Whether you're a veteran, a beginner, or just somebody who's thought about dabbling in the process that is filmmaking, here we explore the creative process of filmmaking with a major focus on mental health. Join me as I document my journey of maintaining my mental health while mastering the craft that I've loved my entire life. I'm going to address the overlooked topics as well as offer advice and insights that hopefully empower the mental health filmmaking warrior in you. If you're a film lover, a filmmaker, or just someone who happens to love someone who is, together we're going to find the answers here on the Mentally Ill Filmmaker Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Mentally Ill Filmmaker Podcast. I am your host, Jared Moses, and today we are talking, we are continuing our Radical Living Month, and we are talking about radical honesty. So, what is radical honesty or radical candor, which some people say are two different things? I personally don't think so. So, you know, I'm going to go with what I think in this particular situation. But what's radical candor? Radical candor, according to Wikipedia, from the book, Uh, Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Radical Candor is caring personally while challenging directly, learning to be upfront and honest with empathy. And so ultimately what that's just saying is that learning to be as open and honest with people while keeping in mind that people are people and putting yourself sort of in their shoes without necessarily denying them the truth behind what you need to say, if that makes sense. That being said... In the spirit of being radically uh, candid with myself, I realized that I owe you guys, the listeners, an apology. The last episode, not um, not the point five one, but the radical acceptance episode, I did not give you my best. I didn't give you what I wanted to give you. I was sick, and instead of waiting until I was better and in a better position to deliver um, value to you, I chose to rush through it and ultimately didn't give you what you deserved. And so for that, I truly am sorry. I want to start off by starting there. I also want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners. I've noticed based on the analytics that I have a weekly, an average weekly audience. So there are people that are listening continuously every single week. And for that, I am grateful for you. Keep showing up for me and I will keep showing up for you. So now let's get down to this. Let's, let's, let's get into it. I don't want to, I don't want to make you wait any longer. We're going to talk about what is, what, what does radical candor mean for you? So how do you use radical candor in your everyday life as a filmmaker? Well, more than likely, if you're listening to this, you want to be a director, right? Uh, You either want to be a director or you are one. And a big part of that job is communication, right? So speaking to different departments or if you're on a lower budget, speaking to your crew. Um, But you're also dealing with producers. If you have that, you'll be dealing with cast, um, clients if you're not into the if you're not into narrative filmmaking but you're into more um you know commercial aspect uh of filmmaking you're dealing with all types of people and in in dealing with those people communication is everything and so sometimes there are going to be times where these people disappoint you and when i say disappoint you i mean they're just not going to live up to the um the things that you may the expectations you may have for them as far as trying to deliver performances or quality of work or whatever it is you may need they may not always live up to that um they may not always bring it 
for you like you may need them to. And this is where radical candor comes into play. Because while you want to make sure that people feel appreciated for the work that they've done, we also want to make sure that de- that they are delivering the best work um, to, to the best of their ability. And so creating a space where we can communicate openly and honestly with them, this is this is all done through radical candor. Um, we have to learn to deliver feedback that comes not from a place of anger or frustration or even a petty desire to just sort of pick at people because there are people out there like that. Um, it has to come from a place of, of genuine love and concern or, or desire to bring the best out of someone. But sometimes it does go the other way, right? Because... I know for me, it boils down to not wanting to ruffles people's feathers. Because sometimes maybe you're like me. Maybe you don't like confrontation. Confrontation is just not your jam. And if that's the case, you may not want to bother people. So you often let them deliver less than stellar work. So that just so that you don't upset them or you don't make them feel like, oh, he's, you know, he or she's a perfectionist or, or they're, they're just, a, you know, they're always up my ass about this, that, and the other. But you don't want to be that. You don't want to be the bad guy. So you kind of just kind of let people do whatever and you don't push forward. But that that oftentimes hurts more than it helps. And I've learned that the hard way. So this is how radical candor changes things for you. It will allow you to become a more empathetic person who's still able to stand their ground and deliver truth regardless. So how do we do that? How do we have radical, radically candid conversations? What do we do? Well, the first thing is we observe our thoughts, because I know me, I tend to get in my own head. I, I, Whenever I have to deliver notes to people, whenever I have to tell someone what I think of their project, I always get in my own head. And in the past, I used to, before I started to try to adopt this, I used to try to formulate my thoughts in the best way to say what I wanted to say, but I was trying to figure out a way to, how do I say this that doesn't hurt feelings, that sort of just makes a person feel good and, and, and doesn't just doesn't make them feel bad in any way. That's, that's where my mind used to automatically start going. So a conversation would go, instead of your film lack direction or your script is, is it's a little bit off, it, you know, I, I, it was hard to follow the story. Instead of that, suddenly it becomes that was dope or... Um, that was amazing. Or, you know, oh, I'm, 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 I was blown away. Like that was what it came down to before I was able to sort of get my, get clarity and start being a little bit more candid with people as far as saying what needs to be said. Now I don't really offer things like that was dope or that was great. That was great. Or that blew me away. Unless I absolutely mean it. I refuse to say that to somebody unless it's truly how I feel. That being said, when you do get caught up in that not wanting to hurt people's feelings thing, or sometimes, sometimes even if, if not even that, sometimes you may also run into another thing that I tended to run into, which is that imposter syndrome, where you start to ask yourself, who am I to say this? You know, who am I to say this isn't good? What, what do I know? And that ultimately just resulted in a less than honest review. So starting with an honest appraisal of your own thoughts before you speak, are you being honest with you first? Not don't worry about the other person. What about yourself? Are you being honest with yourself before you say anything? If you aren't, you need to figure out a way. You need to figure out what you would say to yourself. If this was to you, if this was advice that you needed to give to yourself, what would you say? And I know some of us, myself included, are not very kind to ourselves. And we are working on that, aren't we? But until we get to the point 
where we are we we completely can say that we're going to be speaking to ourselves as as kindly as we do to others. I want us to think about, you know, what we would say to ourselves. You know, and if we're like I said, if it's super unkind, censor it a little bit so it's not like majorly offensive. But if it's if it's something that you would say to yourself, if you would be upfront with yourself, this script is not good enough. This performance wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, I, you know, I didn't show up when I should have showed up. You know, whatever you would say to yourself, crystallize that, isolate that, make that just focus on that statement. Don't direct it at the other person. Don't direct it at yourself. Just focus on that statement and keep that there because that's a great place for us to start. And that's where we're going to keep it. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to start thinking about the downsides. We're going to realize the downsides of being dishonest with a person. So when you're not honest with people, you aren't just, it's not just that you're, you're trying to, to help because you're doing the exact opposite. What you're ultimately doing is you're hurting them and you're setting them back because when we give false confidence, we set people up for, for failure. We're setting back their overall growth. This leads them to not trusting us. And then also when they end up running up against a person who's not going to do the whole spare your feelings thing with them, then not only do they not trust us, but also they're it's, they're less likely to come to us about things. We're also leaving them to be embarrassed in front of other people. And inevitably, they're not going to grow as well as they should. Because another thing that tends to happen, that might happen as well, especially if someone does trust you, is sometimes they may not listen to other people who aren't doing the whole spare their feelings thing because they think, oh, well, the person that I know said, you know, this was way better than, than you're saying. So maybe you just don't know what you're talking about. And inevitably, we're leading them down a path that is going to, again, set them back. In addition to that, and I want you to hang in with me here, because we're going to get a little metaphysical, but, but, but bear with me. According to Rick Rubin, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, ideas do not belong to us. They are the universe's way of speaking to us. And as creatives, our job is to translate the messages that the universe is broadcasting to us and translate them and deliver them to the world. So when we lie to someone, we interfere with the messages that are being transmitted from the universe. And within doing that, things get out before they're ready, which limits the amount of people that are able to see it um, and one day be able to allow that idea to fully live up to its uh, potential. So that being said, it's much better to allow people. And we've seen that actually, we've seen that happen. We've seen projects and stories and things like that, that are just not as good as they could be, or just, or to be completely honest, are kind of trash. And a big part of it, it's like, and and, and I know I've asked this and I'm pretty sure you probably have too, where it's been like, who told these people this was a good thing? Who told them that, that this was ready, that this was a good idea? And it just boils down to this is a situation where people aren't being completely honest with someone about the quality of the work. And, and, and I understand that art is subjective. And so there is a level of sometimes it boils down to just in one person's opinion, it wasn't really, it was great. But if collectively we all can can look at a piece of art and say, that's just not that great, then chances are there were some checks and balances that were missed along the way. And somebody wasn't being completely honest where they should have been. So when we realize that, we realize we've taken all the downsides and we recognize that 
not being honest has far greater implications down the line than just a simple matter of sparing someone's feelings in the in the immediate this prepares us for the next step so at this point now we've isolated the statement that we feel we need to say we've outweighed we've weighed the options of what would happen if we were to be dishonest and and not say what we really feel and now it's time to talk now it is time to embrace the discomfort and open our mouth I want you to start off by making your intentions clear. So before we say anything to a person, we want to let them know this isn't to hurt your feelings. You know, this is this is not to be rude or mean or, or try to make you feel bad about yourself. That's not what this is about. And it may even help to just start with some positive things that you loved about the project, you loved about the performance, you loved about the, that they do first. You know, start off by telling the person, you know, I love your enthusiasm when you show up. Or I love, I love, um, I loved what you did in that performance where you, where you did this, this, and this, you know, or, or the script, it's a valiant effort. It's a great job that you, that you, that you finally sat down and, and put fingers to the keyboard because that's, that's the hardest part. You showed up and you did something, you made something, whatever it may be, start with positivity. People are always more receptive to feedback even when it's going to be critical in some way, when we start off with something positive, I know I am. I know that when somebody has to tell me bad news, telling me something that I did right first always makes me feel a little bit better about about the negative when it comes. Not 100%, but it helps. The other thing is make it clear that the purpose of the feedback is not to to crush them, but instead that is to get them to the place where you know they can be. Make sure you know that just because they didn't do the thing that you needed them to do in that moment, that it doesn't mean that they're a talentless hack or that they have no skills whatsoever or they're just not cut out for it. It doesn't mean that. It simply just means, listen, I think you could be better than this. I think you can do better than this. I think you have potential to be so much greater than you are, and the whole reason why we're giving, giving this feedback to you is so that you can get to that place. Encourage them. Don't destroy them. This will not be a comfortable conversation. I tell you that now. It's not going to be comfortable. And sometimes feelings will end up being hurt, but you got to press on. Deliver the feedback and don't stretch it out. Remember, concise and clear honesty is what we're aiming for here. That being said, there's two bonuses I'm going to give you here at the end. Because at this point, once you've had this conversation, it's over now. It's done. But there's some bonuses that are going to make it even better for you. The first one is make sure that you were clear. All right? Have a t- I, Me personally, and I'm sure you know this listening to my podcast, I have a tendency to ramble. Sometimes I go off on tangents or I, I wander off into the land of, of extra stuff and, 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 and the point gets lost. But when the conversation is over, make sure that they understand exactly what you were saying. It doesn't hurt to make suggestions as well. So not only do you want to be concise and clear and make sure that they get the picture of what you were trying to say, but also add some suggestions in there. So, you know, you that performance, I, I, I applaud you for, for the way that you did that. You took a lot of bravery. What I would love for you to do in this next take is I would love for you to 
I want you to realize, I want you to see that you are this, and this is where you go, and, and from that, this is what you're feeling. And how about you try, instead of the way that this was done, why don't we try doing it this way and see if that works? This is a way that it, it delivers that they weren't exactly giving you what you were looking for, but if we tried this new suggestion, it doesn't leave them flounder, floundering trying to figure out what do I what do I do next? Or if you're dealing with a, a producer or a, a client or a crew member, making sure you know you know yes you did this and you did that and that's not exactly what I'm looking for. What if we try to do it this way? That way, like I said, because there's nothing worse than getting advice from someone or getting feedback from someone than them telling you that you know you didn't do what they were expecting or it wasn't as good as you wanted, but you don't they don't offer any solution on where to go from there. And so telling someone, hey. Now, you, you, this is what you did wrong, or this is what you could have done better. But how about we try doing this instead and see if that works? Now you've given them a bit of direction. You've given them an idea of what what's the best way to improve on this thing, and ultimately get what you're looking for out of them. That's exactly that. That's the best way to do it. the The other thing um, that I would suggest is be willing. I'm uh, sorry. The second thing is the, the second bonus, which is don't be afraid to take it, and that's be willing to take take feedback, because before we're before we are going to throw feedback out at others, we have to be willing to look at ourselves. And sometimes the greatest way to prepare to have a tough conversation with someone or a more difficult um, bit of feedback that we need to give, the best way to do that is to tell a person that to, to offer them the opportunity to give you feedback to let them sort of not not even lay into you because that, that's not what we're trying to do here but at the end of the day say hey is there anything that i can do better you know is there anything you feel that i could improve on in this partnership in this relationship in this whatever it is that we're doing is there anything that i can do better and then as they deliver that then it, it sort of softens the, the blow when you say, okay, I understand that and I'll work on those things. And so what I'll do, and hopefully they'll be being radically honest with you so you can get an honest opinion as to how you can improve. But then also that way it, it doesn't feel as, you know, harsh or mean or whatever when you deliver your own feedback, um, feedback to them. Now, the thing is I would try to avoid in that is if they do offer feedback, I know that sometimes, as we've already talked about, how difficult that may be for you to do it to them. There may be things that they say about you that are maybe difficult to hear. What we don't want to do is we don't want to internalize that and then use that as some way to try to be cool or mean in delivering feedback to the person in return. We want to avoid that. We want to be able to say, okay, I can take that in. I understand that. And then be able to sort of deliver any feedback necessary to them. That's ultimately what we want to try to do. So let's just kind of follow it up with, let's wrap this up with some key takeaways. The first thing you want to do when, do, when, when doing radical candor is observe your thoughts. Make sure that you're crystal clear on what you want to say and how you want to say it. And make sure that you are being completely honest in your statements that you plan on delivering. The second thing is weigh, the, weigh the, uh, the pros and cons, if you will, of being dishonest. Is being dishonest going to help them in any way? And I can almost guarantee you there's never a situation where being dishonest with someone is ever going to be helpful to them. The third thing is you want to embrace whatever discomfort you're feeling and just open your mouth. 
have a conversation, talk to them. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be fun, but it's going to be concise. It's going to be clear. The last thing you want to do, the last two bonuses, you want to make sure that you were clear and, and they got the point. Follow up at the end of the conversation. We're making sure that this makes sense. Is there anything I could have explained a little bit better so that we have a clear understanding moving forward? And then also don't be afraid to ask for a little bit of feedback yourself. It doesn't hurt to hear what you're doing right or wrong or what you can improve on. And at the end of the day, it also softens the blow when you have to deliver your own uh, critique to the individual because now not only do they know that you're not perfect, but they also know that you're able to receive feedback without getting mean, cruel, or, or vindictive in return. Um, so making sure you do those those things is, is the best ways to embrace radical, radical honesty. In conclusion, as odd as it sounds, being honest can be hard. And worst, being extremely honest without holding back can be even harder. But the value you get from being real with a person far outweighs anything you feel could go wrong. That said, I want you to take a challenge today. I want you to find a moment to be radically candid with someone. Take a bit of feedback, give a bit of feedback that you've been been putting off or have a tough conversation that you've been avoiding. Hit it head on today and see if radical candor works for you. I want you to remember you are loved, you are seen, and you are validated. I am your host, Jared Moses, and this is the Mentally Ill Filmmaker Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Mentally Ill Filmmaker Podcast. If this brought you any value, or you think it may bring value to the filmmaker in your life, please share it with them. Also, do me a favor, leave a review. It helps us to spread the message to filmmakers worldwide and helping them get one step closer to becoming a mentally fit filmmaker. You can find all of our episodes on all your normal podcast platforms. Go ahead and subscribe. You can also find us at the Mentally Ill Filmmaker dot com where we in addition to our podcast have our blog and all my film projects again thanks for listening you were loved you were seen and you were validated i'm jared moses and this has been the mentally ill filmmaker podcast <laughs>